This is a generational gap, guys, where we talk about different topics from two generational viewpoints. I am 40. I'm 20. So we got a 20-year age gap, and we had we were born in two different generations, so we understand and see things differently. So we want to talk about it. So today, right now, unfortunately, we got to talk about the Falcons. Unfortunately. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. What the Falcons are now? One. One and three. That, was it one and three and one and four? Oh, one and four, I think. One and four. So one and four. They lost 41 to what today? 17. 41 to 17 yeah. today. Yeah. Man, we're in a bad place. And I know all the the Falcon pontiffs and the fans, everybody is going to say, well, our defense is hurt. Yeah. That's why we are losing like that. Um. So we won it for um, our defense is hurt. We can't stop nobody. Um, I'm a big different. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue all the way to the end that for me, my perspective is yeah. We got two different um, perspectives. Like perspective. Yeah, philosophical perspectives on yeah. how the team should be ran. Yeah, I feel like since the money was spent in the offense, uh-huh. that's where all the money was spent, right? Yeah. The, let's let's look at the uh, Falcons contracts. Who got the contracts, right? Let's look at the, the Falcons Jul- contract. Julio got paid with okay. the bonuses, and Jake Matthews just got paid. So the offense got paid, right? Mm-hmm. So the the Falcon contracts. This is a Falcon player's salary contract terms. They don't have Matt Ryan on here yet, but you got Jake Matthews. He got a five year, seventy two million dollar contract. Yeah, he just got extended. Julio, five-year, $71 million contract. Mm-hmm. Annie Levitri, six-year, $46 million contract. Oh, all O-linemen. All O-linemen. Let's keep going. I'm, I'm going to go down to this. Um, Matt Ryan, a five-year, $150 million contract. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Mack, five-year, $45 million contract. Yeah. Devontae Freeman, five-year, $41 million contract. Yeah. Muhammad Sanu, five-year, $32 million contract. Uh-huh. So out of the top ten, you have Desmond Trufront, five-year, $68 million contract. My goodness. Cornerback. Cornerback. Um, you have Robert Alford. A six, a four-year, thirty-eight million dollar contract. Invest a lot into the cornerbacks. Ryan Schrader, the right tackle, he got a five-year, thirty-one million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Ricardo Allen, free safety, got a three-year, nineteen million dollar contract. So, yes. So, out of the top ten, mm-hmm. the we are heavy, top heavy loaded with offensive contracts. Yeah. I mean, for them, oh, we got Matt Ryan, yeah. Julio, and then we got you know Jake Matthews got extended. He Alex got he Mack. get paid more than Julio. Yeah, um, Alex Mack, Alex Lafitri, um, Devonte Freeman, yo, Muhammad Freeman. Sanu. Freeman. We invested a lot into the offense. Yes, we did. My, my and we drafted yeah Calvin Ridley first round. Uh, offensive player. Okay. So we we are, the bulk of our salaries are going to the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Calvin Ritter locked in at four year, ten million dollars, which is nothing right now. That's a rookie contract. That's a rookie contract. But 
the bulk of the money on the team is going to the offense. Right or wrong? So, we draft the offense, uh-huh. we pay the offense, but we're going to fault the defense for losing. But our, but our focus is offense, though. Yeah. Now, go ahead. My, my perspective mm-hmm. is the Falcons, our defense is like decimated. Our defense, mm-hmm. I mean, you, yeah, I know you got a no excuse mentality. <laughs> like, there's no excuse. You got to do this. But... At some point, you realize, like, I mean, come on. Like, every week we get a, like, catastrophic injury. Like, every week, like, right. somebody out for the rest of the season. Like, yeah. good players, too, not starters. Like, quality starters out for the year. So, it's kind of tough to try and, like, have a shootout every week when the offensive line, Andy LaVitcher just got placed on IR. One of our, it's probably the second best O-lineman on the team. Right. On IR. So, our, our offensive line isn't isn't holding up. So, I mean, it's just kind of tough to – well, we just decimated with injury. We fight to the end. We're trying to fight and compete, but we just decimated with injuries. And I just personally feel like, um, I mean, injuries is the reason we we, we, we met we, – we in this situation right now. Mm-hmm. And um, But I wanted to talk about the, like, philosophical um, differences we had. Yeah. You you say trade first-round picks and not – and draft um, defensive tackles um, – Right. Alignment and or if you're going to pick in the first round, pick what you need. Don't pick just off flash. Because I feel like the Calvin Ridley pick wasn't a good pick. I, I, I mean, he's a good player. So don't separate what I'm saying from I'm not attacking him as a player, but from a team perspective. Even though Julio almost 30? I mean, we got Muhammad Sanu. We're not just Julio. We got Muhammad Sanu. We got, we got rid of Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, let him walk. We let him walk. He was a speedster, a player that's up the way he's in Cleveland. Where is he at? Uh, Chicago. Chicago already. They they designed a place for him. Um, Steve Sarkeesian offense wasn't predicated towards uh him. Gabriel. So, all right. From my this is my thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you're gonna pick in the first round, I know everybody want to get the top best athlete on the board that's left on the board. Yeah. Hands down. True. That's that's what everybody want, right? True. Everybody want the hands down best athlete. I don't care if it's a punt return or whatever it is. We want the best athlete on the board. But what if it's not anything you really need? You don't really need a receiver. If you're going to pick, right? If you're going to pick, I, this is my opinion, straight my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you're going to pick um, um, in the first round, I think – the best thing you should address a need. Yeah, I think you should address a need. They're, they're, this their pick right here. Their picks. They pick. Calvin Riley first round. Then we took Isaiah Oliver, DeAndre a cornerback. Sanat defensive tackle. A DeAndre Sanat. Edo Smith, Russell. We Gage. took yeah, we took Smith. We took Russell Gage. And um, the linebacker who replacing Deion Jones right now. Right, and that's good because depth. Yeah. That's depth. Like yeah. That's our problem. We don't have no depth. Yeah. One of our linebackers go down. We got to throw in, you know, a rookie or somebody. You know, it's hard for a rookie to come in the game and just – unless he's exceptional like Deion Jones. He was exceptional. He's exceptional, right? So – He's a speedster linebacker. He kind of – I mean, he's not – he okay. And then Duke Riley coming in. I just feel like we decimated with injuries. Um, I don't think the Calvin Ridley pick was a bad pick in my opinion. I mm-hmm. mean, the Patriots took – um, they took Sonny Michelle. But um, – I mean, without a doubt. Like, a running back. But, they, they need a running back. Cause you know the Patriots every year go get a old running back. 
every year. So they when the last time the Patriots had a running back that was like a young stud, um, young stud franchise type running back. They don't believe in it. That, but they got one now. I mean, he he'll stud now. But this is this the difference, like comparing. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I'm like stepping ahead of nah. ahead of, ahead of myself or thinking too far ahead. But um, the Patriots they got Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So what they do is to to. Tom Brady makes up for a lot of things. Like, you can draft, you can go out and get a whole bunch of old dudes and right. a whole bunch of washed up, or people throw away people's garbage when you got a quarterback of Tom right. Brady's caliber. So, to say, like, to pe- try to, you know, do what the Patriots do is kind of difficult considering the fact that they got Tom Brady. I mean, like, I feel like the, the Patriots got a machine up there. They got a system. They got a system, and they plug people into their system based off a of need. They address needs. Yep. You don't see them frivolously picking people. Like you, you see when they pick somebody, it addresses a need. It addresses a spot that they need. So they go into the draft wisely and say, "Okay, this is my opportunity to get good, talented, cheap players." Because it's all about being cheap players. You know what I mean? Yes, they will, don't they? Yeah. So we can get good, talented, cheap players. We can lock them in for three years, and then we can let them go after that. Because they got Tom Brady. And, and, but the thing is, so with the Falcons. So, I don't know who was left on the board when the Falcons could have picked. All right. Will Hernandez was a stud. Right, he come out of UTEP. He was a guard. He played for the Giants now. I think he was he was a stud, a left guard. And, I, I mean, just looking at our picks, so being – and from my standpoint, being that we invested so much in the offense because mm-hmm. all the money on the team is going towards the offense. Like, you got a few defensive players. Vic Beasley got paid. Um they didn't, they didn't even have Grady Jarrett on here. Didn't Grady just get paid, too? No, none Gra- of these dudes got paid. Grady, Grady didn't get paid yet. Vic didn't get paid either. Nobody got We paid. lost Poe. Don't tell Poe, yeah. We lost him because of money. They didn't want to pay him. They wanted to pay Matt. Julio cried and got his money. He did. <laughs> Julio cried and got his money because he, um, you know, he, he seen they pick really. So he was like, okay, so I must be getting ready to be out of here. So I need to get my money. Maximum, get the most I get, yeah, because I need it. You know, because I don't think they gave him more money. They just restructured the contract where he can get more money. More upfront money. Upfront money. Yeah. So, I, so this is where the focus is going. They gave, um, they gave Matt. I mean, I don't even want to look at the cap hit and all that stuff. I just want to look at Matt up front got guaranteed a hundred million dollars. Yeah, guaranteed money. A hundred million dollars. Yeah. Jake Matthews guaranteed of a seventy-two million dollar contract. He got forty-one million. Yeah. Signing bonus, right? That's yeah. the guaranteed money. Yeah. Julio got forty-seven million up front. Average salary fourteen million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Fourteen million dollars a year. I don't even know how Desmond Trufant fit in this. Like, like can, can we agree that Desmond Trufant is? <laughs> Nah, he's not worth that much money. <laughs> I don't know what they were on when cool. who was sitting in that room on some uh yeah, we gotta lock him down, Mr. Blank. Like, and he went along with it. Yo. I don't know. So, Alex Mack, I understand. You paid Alex Mack. You pay um Andy Levitri. You pay those guys because it's hard to get those players. I understand this, right? Yo. I just feel like since our financial focus have been the offense. More of the burden of winning shit lay on their shoulders mm-hmm. um, because that's been our financial focus. You look at the guys who are out right now, most of them, not even, they still on a rookie contract. 
Look at him. Let me go down here to um. Look at the, look at the injury report though. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, we we injury because why we don't pick for Delph. We if you're gonna build a team, you gotta build Delph. You gotta get Delph at positions. We got a running back. We got two running backs. Um, you gotta have good players. And you gotta build Delph. Yeah. So Eric Reed was out there. They didn't want to go get him because it's controversial. You know, with the whole you know yep. movement. Yeah. Controversial. Yeah, so he too controversial. Arthur Blank game with that. Yeah. No depth. So if we're gonna draft, right? Yeah. You think you draft depth in the first round? No, I think what happens is if you're not good at picking first rounders, and you really don't need the kind of if you're not gonna go after a position of need, yep. and you just up there like a kid in the candy store, it's like you got five dollars, right? Yeah. You go to the you go to the store and you need yeah. some pencils for school. Yeah. You ain't gonna worry about that. You go to the candy section. So you buying candy when you need to be over there getting the supplies for school. So you leave that up to somebody else to try to figure out. All right, let me. How, okay, let me mm-hmm. just put it this way. They need. I mean, me personally, I didn't feel like the O line was a concern coming out. Defensive tackle, definitely. If you are gonna grab somebody, Taven Bryan, um, out of Florida, he was a stud defensive tackle, but. I, I can agree with that pick. Or even maybe Will Hernandez to add depth to the lineman. But I just, like, depth in the first round, when you got a stud like Calvin Ridley available, like somebody like as good as Calvin Ridley available at 26, I'm pretty sure they had somebody completely different on their board. They said, whoa, Calvin Ridley made it all the way down to the 26th overall pick. Right. Now, nah, we, we got we can make some adjustments and change some things up because we need Calvin Ridley because Julio Jones is, well, like, he's 29 years old. Right. He's on the back end of his career. We need a replacement. That's I, I feel like we need a replacement. And um, But you got Julio locked down until 2021. Yeah. So you really don't he, need a he, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was some M&Ms when you should have been picking up some pencils. He thirty. He gonna be well, He gonna be thirty one, thirty two by yeah. the time he's done with his contract. I mean, but you have Muhammad Sanu on the uh, fourteen million. You, he guaranteed fourteen million dollars. He's on a thirty two million dollar contract. Yeah. Um. What's the other guy? What's the guy we was talking about last week? Um. I forget his name. Who? What position? Wide receiver. Um, I know we got Justin Hardy. We got Justin Hardy. He Justin Hardy is on a. He not getting paid nothing. Two million dollars. Just we got our main receivers are um, Julio. Mahomes. Justin Hardy gets seven hundred and fifty, seven hundred and five thousand dollars a year. He was only guaranteed five hundred and forty thousand dollars. Yeah, he not that great. Yeah, but what I'm saying is these are position guys. These are guys that fill positions. So my stance is this is my stance. My stance is if we're gonna go pick guys, right? We picking people. Yeah. Get what you need. Like, get what you need. Get the best position players at what you need. That's where the discipline come in. Come in at. And the truth of the matter is, we can agree, man. The Falcons, we we got some offensive talent like crazy, man. Like, we hands down got one of the we stacked offensively. best offensive teams. But it's always an excuse. We got Sarkeesy. We got the defense. It's like. I think there's some cultural stuff, man. I just think it's organizational, man. I, I'm sorry, man. Like, yeah. I think it's a little bit deeper than just that because I, I'm not knocking Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is a good pick. But it's like, whoa. And it's like, no, bro, you need to be looking at that. But you out your rent, dude. You buying some some new shoes, but you need to be paying for the rent. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Now, he has proven himself. Now, he's proven his worth, and I think the Falcons going to get a lot. Now, the, the pick makes sense if you trade Julio. Yeah. Now, 
trading Julio would would have been that made sense to me to get like like you say somebody somebody else if we would have traded him at least Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack even if it wasn't Khalil Mack I can understand Khalil Mack and Deion Jones that whole idea you know what I mean even though we would have had one of the best defenses around you got Khalil Mack and Deion Jones um 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 Neil in the back yep. um we. Hands down, graded them up there. I mean, we'd have one of the best defenses around. Yeah. So I just don't understand the direction of the team. And um, what you think? I, I'm thinking maybe six and ten this year. Mm-hmm. I, I say between four and twelve and like six and six ten, and ten, seven and nine ish. And and that's and that's that's ridiculous with that type of talent, man. Like I don't know, man. It's just frustrating, I, man. Yeah. I mean, off our offensive line is not great. It's not good. Even if we didn't go off as a line. They said it was ranked 27th in the league. Yes. We don't – We, bro, we don't have a good offensive line. Like, yeah. I don't – what's happened, they have game planned. Yeah. We have a weak offensive line. Like, when you look at the stuff – who got the number one offensive line? Look it up. Okay. Offensive line rankings in the NFL. It's probably Dallas. Like, nah, Well, they he, they would have, but they um center got hurt. They center so, got hurt. They uh, center got hurt. Just offensive line, NFL offensive line rankings and defensive lines. Just I look at what you looking at, offensive, I look at defensive line. Uh-huh. NFL. I can tell you defensive line. Defensive line. Got to be either the uh, Vikings or the Rams. <laughs> one or the other, right? Yeah. Um. Let's see. You look up offensive line rankings. Mm-hmm. NFL, total defense statistics, the number one defensive line. It's the Washington Redskins. Oh, I had no idea. This is on ESPN. They have given up. These are the yards leaders. They have given up 834 yards, I guess. Falcons rank on that. Brother, we, we, brother <laughs> I guarantee we either the last or next to the last. Yeah. <laughs> what we get? <laughs> Number 26. Look at the offense. Look at the offense line. Uh, offensive line ranking. I don't know how you pull you, So, I just pulled up. What I did was I went there and just said defensive line ranking, NFL, okay. defensive line ranking. So, let's go NFL, offensive line. Okay. Uh, <laughs> offensive. Do 2017. Forget the talk. Do 2017 rankings. Offensive line. Offensive. Offensive. We was ranked pretty high last year. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't think so? No, sir. I already know we wasn't. We need. I think we lit. We top. 12, 13. Let's well, see. let's see. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is, that's 2000. Ending, entering, entering. What is this? I, this is some draft king stuff. Like, I hate stupid stuff like this. They trying to get us to buy something. But, hold on. Offensive line rankings. I was on the last one. Hold on. This is offensive line rankings. 2017. Mm-hmm. This 2017 offensive line right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys have been like the number one for the longest. Dallas Cowboys was the number one. Tennessee Titans was number two. Oakland Raiders number three. Falcons were number four. Exactly. They were number four, but they they were charmed in 2014 with 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 um, Alex Mack. Based on Pro Football Focus, they're the number two O line behind the Eagles right now. I bet nah. Um, going into 18. Yeah. Ranking from the 2017 yep, season. I'm telling you, my point is the Patriots up there, Cowboys, um, Titans, Jack Con- yeah, they, yeah, they got they pretty good. Bills, Raiders. I just going into this season, I, I can I can argue defensive tackle was a position of need. Yeah, because because of Dunchery Poe, we yeah, got rid of Poe. Yeah, he gone. Poe went to um, Carolina. Carolina. So because they didn't want to pay him. 
because they couldn't. But he, his productivity wasn't up there. But I mean, he, he was, was a big body. Yeah, with a name. But the the thing about it is, he did do some. He did help Grady. Um. Because the if because of his body and his presence, Grady was able to do some things too. But he wasn't worth the money he was gonna get. Exactly. So I already understand that. He so okay, the offensive line was number four, but the defensive line was number twenty. Like, <laughs> the, I mean, yeah. Going into this year, we we needed to address defensive. De- defensive. We needed a defensive beef on the defensive line. I, we don't get no pressure on the quarterback, right? We already was just talking about Vic. Don't Vic got paid and he's not getting. So back to my point of if we were gonna go number one, and we were going to pick number one, we should have addressed the need of defensive tackle, yeah. even a defensive end. Like, we could have said, okay, we want somebody to put Vic, it ain't working. You know what I mean? We need a big, beefy, strong, somebody who can bull rush and move coming off the edge. What do you, you think um, – and it's hindsight now, but you think the Raiders would have given up Khalil Matt for Vic Beasley and, like, Julio in the draft pick? Yeah, they would have did that because <laughs> you know how much – but that's a lot of contract. Cause them contracts go with them. Yeah. Julio got some, Julio got some dumb money. Like I'm telling you, look, man, like this this what the Raiders had to been willing to take. They had to been willing to take a average salary of fourteen million dollars. Julio, and then you go down to Vic Beasley. He got an average salary of, thir- of three million dollars, right at seven, uh, right at four million dollars. Yeah. So they had to be willing to take that. They had to pay him. Vic Beasley, uh, Vic Beasley ain't got paid yet, so they would have to pay him. And then Julio Jones. What is Khalil Mack? How you? Yeah, speak? He got a lot of money. Khalil- H. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, he got paid a lot, but of course, like he deserve it. Like he deserve it, man. Like um, he he's productive. So we can argue this point like forever, right? He got paid one hundred and forty one million dollars. The Bears gave him one hundred and forty one million dollars. I don't know how we would have made one <laughs> But at the end of the day, you got rid of Julio, and you got rid. <laughs> yeah, the Raiders would have left it. We can argue this point forever. The Falcons need help. Um, I feel like I don't know. I draft. We gotta do better with drafting. Um, I don't know, man. We'll see, man. It, it's it, this is one of those seasons. that's a Washington. It seems like we're gonna be getting a high pick. If yeah, that's, that, uh, unless we don't trade it away, because you know we be doing some dumb stuff sometimes. Nah, we ain't trading. Like my, what I'm trying to. All I'm saying is, I know it's kind of we we decimated with injury. Sometimes you guys get hit with injury book, and you try to compete as much as possible. But when your defense can't get stops. We but just, they, what about the offense, though, man? Like the, we, we score. We I, scored 17, what, 14 points today and got drugged 41 to 14. At least everybody and, up until this point we've been shooting it out with, exactly. right? On an old deep, on an old Pittsburgh Steelers team. Uh, they we at they place, though. But come on, man. I, like, still, though. I, I mean, if you I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think maybe the offense, I don't know. I, it's just for me, man, As from a point of fanship. Yo. You know, I feel bad for the people that done bought them PSL and old season tickets. Uh, yeah, you got to yeah. sit there and watch them losers lose. You know what I mean? I feel bad. But anyway, that's enough Falcons talk. <laughs> yeah, the, that, that, that's that's a forever conversation, man. But uh, on to Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Nah, man, I don't want. You know what? I want to talk. Forget Conor McGregor. I'm gonna tell you the best part of last night. What? Derrick Lewis. I ain't see him. Man, go Google Derrick Lewis fight last night. Listen. I seen I seen people talking about listen, it. Listen, listen, listen. Uh-huh. This big dude was beating Derrick Lewis, but dragging him. Yeah. Derrick Lewis came back with a haymaker at the last by the, the last fifty some seconds or forty some seconds in the fight. Listen, bro was beating Derrick Lewis, but Derrick Lewis walking around painting his eyes. He was hurt. 
Derrick Lewis caught him at the last second of the fight uh, and dropped him. I'm talking about it wasn't that just he was getting it was a competitive fight. Dude was dragging him, man. Yeah, was. He, he was dragging him. And Derrick Lewis came back at he the end. He caught him with a punch. Two punch. He caught him one punch. Big old dude and dropped him. Damn. Cause the boy he was fighting with like six, seven. And um, um, he caught him with the he caught him with the with the with the haymaker, you know the that the, the ham hock and the, the yeah. cornbread jack boy, and dropped him. Mm-hmm. But um, listen, the, but the post fight interview, oh man, he settled back a few years. You know? What did he do? He, I heard him pull his pants down or something. He go to post fight interview. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm 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 about to pull up the post fight interview. This is like. Mm. You pull it up. You pull it up. Just pull up um, Derek Lewis post fight interview. Okay. <laughs> Bro was like, mm, I mean, being a conscious African American in this country, yeah, I was slightly offended. <laughs> what? What? He oh, remind yeah. me of Quentin Jones, Rampage Jones. When Quentin Rampage Jones said, "All y'all who don't, y'all don't like me, y'all smell like boo boo." I was like, "Oh my, come on, man! They need to get the mic from Big Homie." You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just look at Derrick Lewis post fight interview. This him right here. Mine is like so. Dude was dragging him, uh-huh. like no joke. Dude was beating his butt. A Russian dude. And out of nowhere, he caught him with the butter and gravy shot. Drag. I mean, he caught him. I mean, it was a perfect right on the chin, John. What happened was he got tired. The big Russian got tired. You know, you get slapping when you get tired. Yeah. So he got slapping. When he got tired, pull it, pull up the post fight interview, man. This is like, oh my goodness. Do you see it? There it is. This is like. Yeah. Let me let it load in. You probably need to sign if you sign into my account, because I get I got the no commercial giant. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. So but Ben Homer did his thing. Watch this. Man, skip. Let me skip this part. Here you go. I'm shrinking. Crazy. Yeah. Watch this. Oh, they 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 cut the um. They cut the they cut the clip so you can't see it. What happened? No, they cut the clip like so you can't see it. They don't want you to you know what they do is they the YouTube, the NFC, they'll cut the, the clip so you yeah, can't, so you can't see, see the actual, actual fight. Yeah. But what happened was dude was beating his butt. Mm-hmm. But no, you missed it. No. Watch this, man. This cat, watch what he say. No. This is what this man talking about. Trump 
I mean, that's an embarrassment to the black community. Yep. But I'm just saying, like, and he embracing it. You know, Joe Rogan, he just, well, you know, he got the podcast and everything. So Joe Rogan, he he cool with it. You know what I mean? Trying to get a, a response. We- but it 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 was a it was a good fight. I wish he wouldn't have spoke though. I wish he wouldn't have talked after the fight though. Like just straight up, man. Like just stop, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially this time in the country, you know, and then he giving Donald Trump the shout out, you know, <sighs> bro, man, they, he just tarnished it, you know. But it was an awesome comeback though, no joke. Like he he came back. Yeah. Like it was a good good victory, like straight up. Cause that yeah. dude was beating his butt. That dude, that dude was dragging him, but the dude got tired. Yeah. Now on to the Conor McGregor, the McGregor and Khalid fight. Yeah. I watched it. And dude beat Conor McGregor, but yeah. hands yeah. down. Flat out, just beat flat him. Flat him down, beat him down. Yeah. Now I'm telling you, I watched that fight. Conor McGregor, look at their faces at the end of the fight. Yeah, I seen it. Dude beat Conor McGregor, but Conor McGregor didn't have anything for that ground game. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. It's kind of Conor McGregor fight because he stepped away from the game to go fight. And box. For money, though. Yeah. Because he ain't he fighting for money, so he'd be you stupid. The, you see the type of money, though? Like, they got he got paid $3 million for this past fight. Who? Conor McGregor. He got paid $3 million. For this last fight? For this last fight. So, fighting Floyd Mayweather and getting a $100 million contract is yeah. like hitting the lottery for him. He said, then Dana said that it was a possibility that he could make upwards of $100 million this fight. I don't know what kind of deal. Probably pay-per-views and stuff. Pay-per-view, right. But off the, like, the, the fight that, itself. Nevada Commission cut him a $3 million, three million check. And you know, they held the other guy's check. Yeah, they held his they, check. They not, they not, well, they held him, but I looked at this morning, they let Conor get his check. Yeah, they got, he got his check last, last night. Last night. Because they reviewed tape and tape, found out he didn't Fighting him and do that. Now, the other guy, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think he's going to get paid. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think th- he's going to get a $2 million fine. Yeah, like, they're gonna take, take all his money. Yeah. Because, number one, all those people who were in that crowd, yeah. they're going to sue. And you know the governor was there. Of Nevada. And he had to run for his life. Like, oh, my at, goodness. And they say, Dana White said, that's not good when the mayor, I mean, the, the, governor, the governor is of running. A, a comeback sport. And then Mel Gibson, all these top-line people. I was looking at TMZ. One of the celebrities said she was in the Because these are the $3,000 seats. Yeah. These are the seats where people paying big money to sit. Yeah. This boy, number one, no, number one, Dana being politically correct, because at the end of the day, if the fight gonna make, if the rematch gonna make money, Dana gonna make the fight happen. Point blank, period. Yeah, definitely. You know, if it's gonna make money, he gotta try to maintain a certain level of professionalism. Professionalism, anyway. But you know, all them people really litigation about to have foe about to get sued. Yeah. UFC about to get sued. Yeah, they about to um, get sued. For oh, sure. without a doubt, and they are gonna come out they pocket way more than. Two million dollars. Nevada Commission about to take fine him two million. Two million dollars. And then you know pay per view sales, they get more money based off pay per view sales. Right. So they probably about to collect that check. He ain't, he he ain't finna get that. That man probably don't fall for nothing. Yeah. Straight up. Nothing. That went and, and he probably ain't gonna fight again. Again, and that's tough. Cause Dana talking about stripping him from his he belt. Stripping for the title, depending on cause because the governor was there and Nevada State Commit, they they don't play about that like so. They he bought it. He they say if he, he bought it stripped of his title and then they may ban him for a minute. Like, yeah, he say he won't get visa. That was emotionally he's, stupid, man. When you just emo, that's why them emotions will get your butt in so much no, trouble, you, you man. Can't, you can't react off emotions like he had done made the boy tap. Like that was the that was the look. He beat Conor. McG- look, to catch somebody with a shot and knock him out, anybody can do a that. Lucky shot, boom. Anybody can do that. 
he drugged Conor McGregor and then made him tap. Have Conor McGregor ever exactly. tapped? To Nate Diaz, but that's like the most humiliating way to go off. He went out bad. Yeah. He made Conor tapped. You got your get back. Like, yeah. it wasn't nothing else to do. Just messed itself up, man. Emotional. Messed itself up, man. And then the boys jumped in the ring, swung on Conor. You know what I mean? I'm saying to myself, now listen, let me tell you this. Conor McGregor is a blessing for the UFC. Yeah. Because without him, who would sell fight? John Jones ain't, he gone. You yeah. know? He, John Jones and Conor McGregor sell the most fights. John, John, um, John Jones, he done. Well, he talking about, I heard that they trying to put a Daniel Cormier-John Jones fight together. He won't be the same. No, he not going to be the same. But they, 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 that's the only I'm big sure. money fights that they can pull off. Conor McGregor, the cash cow. Conor McGregor and John Jones are the cash cows, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, a John Jones fight sell out. Yeah. It's like Floyd Mayweather. People want to see if he's going to possibly lose, but I'm a John Jones fan. Um, Conor McGregor, you going to look at that fight. That man sold that fight. That man, it was so when his 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 ring walk was so dope, yep. they lit the the green up, yep. and the smoke came, and they started playing this guy. Then he started playing on bigger music. Oh, then he come doing that little little thing, his little walk. I'm saying to myself, like, and the other guy coming out, you know, he just coming to fight. Connor is a showman. He put he the seller. He the seller. So he can sell a fight if he can't do nothing, but. The only thing is, you don't want your cash cow to lose. No. You can't, like, that's the only thing about that. Yeah, I think Not in that fashion it's, either. It's a lose-lose situation for Dana White. That's why I feel like he was so upset. Oh, because no. when your cash cow lost, like, Bad. you cannot, you got to settle fights and he got to win these fights. Because, like, ain't nobody going to be entertained if you keep losing. That's, that's the whole thing about Floyd Mayweather. He, dumb as the days alone, but... He speak this stuff and he go out there and win. And back fights. it up, don't he? Back it up. <laughs> if you go out there and keep getting choked up, because he like twenty seven and three now. Yeah. Like he he got choked up by Nate Diaz. He got knocked out before and then this time yeah, yeah, last night. So you, he got dude. You had a chin like yeah. that squeezing and like he got one more loss in him and he I don't know but uh, and then Khabib did that little uh, professional because a lot of times this. this Last night was probably the first time some people watched the fight. Yeah. That's what Dana White was right, saying. Right, right, right. And he was like, this ain't no. The poor like, representation. Yeah, we don't want no. And the previous fight, the, the, the co-main event yeah. was off the chain. Yeah. Petty and another guy. These dudes, man. These dudes, listen, man. These dudes beat the brakes off the day. Blood gushing everywhere. The Good other fight. And the fight got stopped because bro broke his hands. Yeah. Petty broke his hand. It, so it was already set up. Whoever won between this fight, automatically, we're going to get a rematch. Yo. But automatically, the next up in line was the winner of that fight. Yo. I mean, we talking about a gory fight. Khabib had it all, all over the match. Mixed it up, jacked it off. So, do you think, do you think um, people who don't speak English can sell fights? I mean, it can be cash cows, like speak English well? Anderson Silva was. Anderson Silva was a cash cow. He would, you know, we are. <laughs> but what they didn't like about Anderson Silva, they came and watched Anderson Silva for the same reason, reason they watched Floyd. They wanted to see him lose. Yeah. He started disrespecting the sport. Arrogant. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> He stopped playing with, bro. Right. And got knocked out, right? But see, that was his thing. So people didn't come watch Anderson Silva win. They came to watch him lose. Yeah, both ways sell fights. Same way. So yeah. Anderson Silva did. Um... He was quiet. Who? Anderson Silva. He wouldn't really say much. Just sit there. Didn't want to do interviews. That's as far as selling fights, that was one of the things Dana complained about him. Yeah. You don't do. You don't market the fight. That's what I'm saying. Do you think people 
Only person, only like non English speaking in a in a and I, and I say English specifically because it's a predominantly like it's fault. The UFC is a, is an American stuff. The only and not even just specific, like the combat period. The biggest thing is in America. The only person I know who don't really speak English that really like sold a combat sport is like Canelo. Yeah. Canelo, but he got a big Mexican fan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I was just thinking, like, do you think? Because Khabib don't really speak English yeah. that well. So you think he would have been that joker man on the first thing smoking out of him? Probably won't. Even, they won't cut, let yeah, him come back. They, they ain't gonna get him. Give him stupid piece. man. That was stupid man. That um, Canelo is a different beast though. I'm gonna tell you why. Because the Mexican fan base is serious. Exactly. The Mexican and Puerto Rican fan base, man, them dudes love boxing, man. Exactly. Um. I was in um when I was in Venezuela, it was some guys there. I had some Mexican guys, Puerto Rican guy. It was a Mexican, Puerto Rican, and the other guy was something else. Yeah. So they were there, and um um one of the guys, you should hear how this dude talked about boxing. Like loved it, but not just loved it, man. These dudes know all this different stuff. Like oh no no, just tell me breaking down. I'm yeah, like break it down, bro, how you know all that? He was like no no, so you gotta understand they're gonna fight at a catch weight and blah 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 because you know he did. But Can- Canelo, Mexican, the Mexican fight, they holding the boxing game up. Yo. Without the Mexican, the boxing game is done. Exactly. It's done because it's, retired. And it's not as yet. It's corrupt, man. It's a corrupt sport. It's one of them sports where you could go out and beat a dude stupid and still lose on the car. The season. What, Triple G, the first time Triple G and Canelo fought? Yeah, I think he won the last one. I mean, I watched both fights. He won the first one without a doubt. The second one, I had him up two. I had him up by two rounds. Mm-hmm. But, um... It's it's but Triple G he can't hardly speak English. Exactly. You know what I mean. He from Kazakhstan. You know what I mean. I don't know what come out of Kazakhstan. <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah. they you know he was and he thirty six. Yeah. So he ain't marketable. No. Canelo then got caught using steroids and everything. You got you got to have a star that's yeah. that can speak English well. I don't know who the boxing star other than Canelo. Um, Anthony Joshua. He from England, and and he from England and he just not. I don't like Anthony Joshua. I don't think Anthony. I think Dante Wilder is more of a um, marketable package than Anthony. Jo- I like, he can't speak well though. Yeah, without a doubt, he need a he need, he need a, yeah he need a speak therapist. Yeah. No, no joke. Yeah, you know, but he cool. Bro. He cool though, and he wild. He a wild fighter, and that's a big man to be going wild on you. Yeah, six eight. How about Tyson Fury? What you think about him? <sighs> I don't believe in Tyson Fury. He 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 marketable, but he I think he's too old. And he just he big he a big dude. Big goofball. Yeah, it's not like anybody who could put some shots together and can stand toe to toe with him will beat him. <laughs> yeah, because his biggest his biggest advantage is his size. Yeah, he's six seven. So he's if you can stand six, to, yeah, if you can stand toe to toe to him and put some punches together, you are gonna beat him. Yeah, he's standing there like uh, he's just too big. Um. I don't know, man. It's I don't know, yeah. Man. I don't know. I just, I was just thinking about I was just thinking about that earlier. Like, um, if Khabib hadn't done what he did, and they was talking about how he becoming a superstar, he gave Conor out. Yeah, he I, gave Dana out. Yeah, they gonna yeah. strip that man of that belt. Yeah. They gonna probably get at the Conor. And then they gonna, they gonna completely wipe this fight <laughs> yeah. away from the history. Of- no, he was, exactly. Yeah. And the makeup. The next fight will be between Conor and the winner. Um, that fight and the two. The two whoever win that'll get the belt. Yeah. This dumb this dummy just gave they finna scratch him from history. Yeah, for real. Dana, he gave Dana out. He cool. did. He oh thank you. You yeah, know exactly. what I mean? But he didn't want Khabib to be no yeah. star. I can take your money. Yeah. We're gonna take your the Nevada Athletic <laughs> Commission. <laughs> we're gonna take your money and we're gonna run you out of the, the UFC. Go back to Russia. Yeah, you going back to Russia on the first thing smoking. That was dumb. But you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah. You know what? 
Hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop. Number one, I need to recant. I need to recant about that Lil Wayne Call to Five album because I've been listening to it. So I'm not going to give a hip hop review mm-hmm. when the album first come out. Uh-huh. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait about two or three weeks before I give it a review because what happens is the more you listen to them, mm-hmm. you start hearing stuff in it. The Call to Five is a good album. It's decent. It's not the best album, but I'm telling you, I've been listening to it at the gym. I go to the gym every day and I say, okay, I'm going to listen to the Call to Five just to hear it. And the Call to Five do got some good songs on it. So I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm at Lil Tunche, my bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's one of them albums that you got to listen to it, though. That's that's the thing you can't really rush. rush. We kind of rushed like and, and hopped on. Nah, it's trash. But um, I I like um I told you I like dedication. That was the hardest song. I like can't be broken. I like can't be broken. I like that dark side of the moon joint where they say it's Nicki Minaj singing. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Who? That sounds like a, who else? I'm just not with? convinced. Like somebody did. I cannot believe that girl can sing like that. But I guess it's more money in being a Barbie. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's um, talented. Sure, without a doubt. A, like, if she can sing like that and rap, and then on top of that, them different personas that she do, she is that's very some talented. serious stuff. I think she could be a really good actor. Yeah, she probably she is an actor. Yeah, that's what yeah I mean. she is like, one. She she is really talented. She she just uh people are difficult to work with, but yeah, she uh, a diva, man, uh, diva. But I, she is really talented. Like yeah, the Carter Five is good. Now I've been listening to the Dime Trap too. Ti Ti Dime Trap. I listen to. What's that? Harder? What's that one you told me about? Uh, drip Harder. Drip Harder. Yeah. I'm not even going to reserve my um, opinion for that one and just tell you. I, yeah. No. You know what I mean? That's your thing, though. No hate, no shade. Um, I'll get my opinion on Drip Harder after you talk about Dime Trap. Dime Trap? I'm going to tell you something. When I first listened to Dime Trap, I said, no tilt, man. You all in love, man. Yeah. But it's age-appropriate music, number one. Number two, bruh, it's flowing on that mug. Like, yep. I ain't lying, man. Like, you go and listen to his lyrics, man. I think lyrically, Tip is one of the underrated lyricists. Like, because oh. people don't ever really just, when you hear about lyricists, lyricists, yep. you never really hear his name brought up as much as you hear, like, Cole, Kendrick Lamar. You're of all time or, like, of this era? You think Tip is a- I'm going to be honest. The man have sustained. He been bringing out albums. Since like 15, like a long time. It's hard. What is this, number 10? This is number 10 studio album right here. That's hard to do. Um, And listening to his lyrical, like, he been, he been rapping with, like, we rolled in the car the other day and I let you hear that back in that. You hearing some of the stuff he's saying back in 2003. Hey, man, dude, man, I think dude gonna go down as being. One of the greatest. One of the greatest, man. Like, you got to give it up to him, man. And it's it ain't gimmicky. Yeah. Like, even with Luda, his rap was gimmicky, man. Like, you know, good back, good back, you know, all that old gimmicky stuff. He get flow, though. But, you know, it was more, had a little gimmick to it. You know what I mean? Who, who would be your top five? Who your top five rappers? Uh, of all time? Of all time. Like, based on your lifetime. Your what does the list Entail though, like you know, because I said oh, this for money. I'm talking about business, business, lyrics, lyrics, whatever, like quality of work, everything you can ride to, all that. Like, number top five, 
Everybody going to say, everybody, you know, the standard is Jay-Z, the standard is, you know. Well, you can do top three, which I want. I'm not, I'm not, I don't put Tupac in my top. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I think, I think from an emotional standpoint, that's the number one choice because yeah. how he went out. Yeah. But because he went out, how he went out, yeah. that eliminates him from my top. Yeah. Because he was too talented to be out fighting in Vegas, get himself killed. Yeah. Um. But he was talented. The boy was talented. The man was talented. That was a grown man. The man could rap. He was talented. But he got exploited for his talent. Um, I mean, Big Biggie was, was two. Biggie brought out what, two albums. Two albums, yeah. So when we say top five, we I'm talking about guys who done brought out. Yeah, like yeah, a, a lot of albums. Um, business wise, they went yeah. broke. Jay Z got whole whole got to be in the top. Um, Ti in the top. I'm a, Ti in my top five. I'm gonna tell you. He may not be the best lyricist, yeah. and he may not be the best person, and I don't care what nobody say, one of the top people. I'm going to laugh when I say one of the top people yeah. for his albums. Yeah. Too Short. <laughs> people going to laugh when I say that. Too Short done brought out, let's see, I guarantee Too Short done brought about 20 albums. So you got- I mean, we, we're not just talking about lyrics now. Yeah, it incorporates everything. We're talking about we're talking about the whole longevity. Longevity, yep. Um, um, we're talking about um, we're talking about um, um, business. Yeah, yep. The ability to be able to stay in the game as long as he done stayed in the game. Too short, brought his first album out in two thousand in nineteen eighty seven. Nineteen eighty seven, bro. I've been listening to Too Short forever. He got so many albums out, they don't even fit in his screen up here. Like, look, 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 like Jesus Christ. So his body of work, his catalog is insane. Insane. So when you talk about when you talk about work and somebody with longevity, man, Shout, man, I'm gonna tell you, man, Shout been around a long time, man. Shout been around long enough to been brought out. I don't even know how many albums this man brought out. Like, look at all these albums, man. You know what I mean? Like, and his most recent one came. He got one coming out in 2000. They say 2018. He bringing one out this year, right? Uh -huh. So, Too Short will go down as one of the best. I'm going to tell you another person who will go down as one of the best. Quietly. Snoop. Definitely Snoop. Because he not the best lyrical guy. I like him. He do flow. He know how to party. He, I love his persona. He the most famous rapper. But this ever. dude been around like... Forever. And then you look at back when Snoop... When Snoop... When Snoop... Yeah. When Snoop came out on the G thing, no, no. The first time I heard Snoop was on one, two. Not that one, not that one. He said, um, um, what's the deep cover sound check? He said, it was on the deep cover sound check. Dr. Dre and Snoop, he said, with a nickel plated 22. Shoot. That's the first. And he, he didn't even have all that hair. He had a box then. Yeah. I heard him on a deep cover sound track. I might have been about a hot 14. 15 years old. Yeah. Then he came out on the chronic. But when he came out with Doggy Style, no joke. We rolled Doggy Style so hard, man. These were tapes. Yeah. We rolled Doggy Style so hard, man. Like that was like, like I can quote, man. I mean, sometimes right now I catch myself, man, just saying little stuff, walking around, man. Um, when I say when when I was in jail, I wish for days like this. When I was just saying that the other day, I was like, man, that's a Snoop lyric. Yeah. Snoop goes down as one of the best, man. Yeah. Um, influence too. Don't forget about it. influence. Influential, man. Um, let's look at his discography. His his albums. How many albums? Snoop Snoop Dogg albums. Like 
Because to be able to do this at this high level and be like 50, like, look at this. Look at this. Like, these are all his apps. I, I personally believe Snoop Dogg is like one of the greatest, like, I mean, one of the uh, most famous, is the most famous yeah. rapper. You, like, cause you can't everybody hate. know who Snoop Dogg is. And you can't hate on that. Because yeah. he got the work to back it up. Yeah. So, when you got somebody who just good, but they don't have the work to back it up, that's different. That's why the big push... For the young boys, the young boys coming in and they just like, like saying, man, we better than y'all. You ain't even got an album yet. You got a couple of good singles. But this man got 30 albums. I ain't going to say 30, but this man got 20 albums. Like, Yo. albums. Studio brought out albums. Yo. So, that that's that's one of the things for me too. Like, man, I don't know about that. Like, Snoop discography, I wish they just give a number. Just a number. Like... He came out with Doggy Style in 1993. Not no features. Murder Was The Case, dope album. Murder Was The Case, like one of the big albums, man. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, man, Murder Was The Case. And it, Murder Was The Case because he had a murder case. Yeah. So his album was like a, a narrative of what he was going through, right? Yeah. Um, Dog Father, that's when he left. He was on Death Row. Um, the Games Would Be Sold. That's when he went with Master P. He was on No Limit. He went to Master P. He went to Master P. Top Dog, Last Meal, Priority Records. Um, I just touched something I shouldn't have touched. Um, so look how far back this go, man. Like, look how far back this go. And then he bring one. He did he bring it out in two thousand eighteen? Yeah, album. That's I mean the Bible album. Oh right, right, right. The gospel album yeah. that he was. I listened to some of it, and it was just like he just like put his name on it. Some of the tracks he really went on them, but blah blah blah. But um, anyway. How many is that, right? Um, yeah. So that's a lot. That's a lot. So when you talk about somebody who top five, I look at more than just his lyrical content. I look at his ability to. You gotta understand hip hop. Yeah. These dudes made a living making music. This way it came from a hop. A hippie to the hippie to hip hip hop, you don't stop. That's where it came from. Yeah. And they done built these personas from this stuff that just started in the hood on some. And now you looking at Jay Z like, uh, how much money do he have? You know what I mean? Yeah. So these dudes took that and became astronomical, right? So you got to be able to. P did. P did a mogul. Puppy, come on, man. Puppy is the mogul. Uh, yeah. Puffy the mogul. There ain't no yeah. Puffy not a mogul. Puffy is the mogul. He is the yeah. blueprint. They talking about hold the blueprint. No, Puffy the blueprint. Yeah. Can't rap a league. Uh, yeah. He can deliver it. Take that. Take that. Was a bona fide entertainer. Yeah. But a better businessman. Yeah. I don't care what nobody try to say about Puffy. Longevity. Shook out. Shook just took a 20-something year plea. He done. Yeah. Puffy has been around. He's went through the ups and downs. Lost his number one artist. Yeah, Biggie. Think about that. He lost his number one artist. Most people, that was his cash cow. Most people couldn't have came back from that. No. Puffy the mogul. Yeah. Puffy, Puffy the blueprint. Yeah, definitely. Um, It's hard. I, I would like to see the things he's done that has failed. Puffy. Um, Snoop. So Snoop, Snoop. I wonder who has the most album. I'm telling you, it got to be too short, man. Most album. Yeah, too short. It got to be too short. I'm telling you, man. Too 
short, man. Like, this dude, man, got like a gazillion albums. You're like, man, how did this man have all... No hate, man. So, when they talk... And the thing I like about Too Short is that he don't do no hating on the young guys. Yeah, maybe hang with he don't hate. He don't hate. Like he don't. You know. He he he's smart enough to say, like he just sound like he a cool dude. Like he just cool. Like yeah. he be with the Warriors and stuff, basketball team. Cause he from Oakland. Oakland, yeah. So he from Oakland. So anything in Oakland, he gonna be out there. Yeah. He from the Bay for real. Yeah. Um, um, if he, out there in Oakland, too short. So he go my top, my top three based on longevity, production. In business, okay. Longevity, lyr- okay. So let's say lyrical content, longevity, production, how much they put out in business. Okay. All right. From lyrical content, J. Snoop. Um, I think truthfully, I think Scarface need to go in there. I'm gonna tell you why I think Scarface need to go in there too, because I don't know you don't know Scarface from the Ghetto Boys. He been around forever too. Like his first album came out in nineteen eighty seven. You know what I mean? Like for real, man. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so is. you think about somebody like Ice T. Like you know him from Law and Order. Law and Order, yeah. I know this cat from back when he was your pusher. Like he was back the rapper guy. Yeah. Ice Cube. He yeah. the big three. He he from Friday movies. I know him from Friday. But bro was he was with NWA. Yeah. He was with he was by himself. America's Most Wanted. I think. The beauty of being in something so long, longevity allows you to reinvent yourself. Yeah. Because uh-huh. you you dealing with two different generations. Like, yeah. you know him as NWA. I mean, I know him as NWA because of the movie. movie. But, like, I know him from Are We There Yet? And, yeah. Um, I got turned on to him back Friday. when I used to listen to his music. Like, you listen to Kevin Gates? Yeah. That's how I used to listen to Ice Cube. Yeah. Like I used to bump America Mo Wanted. Yeah, that's that, that's crazy. Like, yeah. just, like you just actually listen. That's to how that. I used to listen to Kevin. That's yeah. I used to listen to Kevin. I, like you used to live in Kevin Gaines. That was your go to. Yeah, I used to be in the cut with my headphones on, listening to Ice Cube. Yeah, Ice Cube. N.W.A. was um all these people like Dre and all these dudes. I used to listen to them like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Snoop came about, and I used to listen to Snoop right around in my car. Listen to Snoop. I used to love that Doggy Style album. Yeah. Damn, I mean, just a hard album, man. Okay, this. How about let's do this. Let's put people in like, like those four categories you mentioned. Let's see who the greatest at those things. Lyrics, lyrically. Greatest, greatest lyrics first off. Now a lot of great lyricists, man, don't make it. It's like your boy, um, um, your boy, um, the battle rapper. Not the battle rapper. Um, not loaded Load. What's this guy name? Um, uh, the boy who was on the Chance to Record album. Angela Yee managed him. Got the baby by Erica Badu. J Electronica. J Electronica can flow, but he don't have the complete the complete package. It's like yeah. Andre Three Stats. Andre Three Stats can flow. Yeah. The boy bad. Yeah. But it's the complete totality of everything that he lacking. Okay. So who you believe is the best lyricist? Lyricist. The best lyricist. I got my answer. I am Eminem <laughs> by far. Eminem is the no like, no 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 I ain't gonna lie. Eminem can flow. Yeah. Um, he can. Eminem, Eminem, he can flow. He had brought out some good work. Um, 
You don't just sit back and listen to Eminem like. Wow, I I I, 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 I listen. I look. I listen to Eminem. I remember when Eminem first came out. Uh-huh. I remember with the blonde hair and yeah. all that. Um, I remember he was on Chronic Two Thousand. When he was on the Crank 2000 with um Dr. Dre, um nowadays everybody want to talk but ain't got nothing to say. But nothing comes out when he yep. was just doing the hook. Yep. Move the lips, just a bunch of gibberish. I know that song. He was just doing the hook. I remember when he yep. first came out. So I think part of Eminem um, is his delivery. I think so too. It's his delivery. Um, lyrical content-wise, breaking down line for line, lining up the lines next to the lines. I like the old hove. I don't, the new hove, I don't like new hove. Four, four, four. You don't like four, four, four. Four, 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 good. <laughs> but I like hove. I, used to, I like the old, I like the black album hove. Yeah. I like the black album hove. Um, hove good, though. Um, I, I don't think, I think they've been crowned. A lot of these dudes been crowned. Um, but it's it's hard to say, man, because a lot of this stuff is situational, man. It's subjective. It's subjective. It's situational. Because... You go and look at some of Fifty stuff, man. Fifty got some lyrics. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you go listen to some Fifty stuff. You like he write. He 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 sound good. He sound good, and then he he write his stuff. Yeah. So that's a big thing. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah, you ain't even in. If you don't write your own stuff, you're not. In the you can't get in the top. You can't. You can't get in the top. top. My, mine's Eminem by far. I don't top listen. far. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Um, you know, back in the day, um, one of the guys. You know, and, and then just from music perspective, yeah. just from music, music, because I think it's a difference between lyrical music, lyrical content, and just good, plain old good music. Yeah. You know, I, I do. You know, just like we was talking about, what's his name? YFN. YFN Lucci, yeah. Lucci. The music good. Like, it just sounds good. We can ride to the music. But it bro sound like somebody else to me. You know what I mean? But I listen to the song again. I said, I'm going to listen to that song. I listened to it in the gym this morning. I was in the gym this morning. I said, I'm going to listen to the gym again. I'm going to listen to it. Okay, like, yeah, it's, 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 it, 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 you know, I can groove to it. So it's good music. Like, you could just listen to good music. Oh, it's hard, man, because I'm from Atlanta and I'm subjective. Um, picking my people. Um, I want to go with three stacks because three stacks can flow. Three stacks is good, but yeah, just lyric, lyric wise, like, three stacks can flow, man. He can, man. Yeah. Um, Hove can flow. Jay Z, nice. He can flow. I'm gonna tell you somebody else who that a lot of y'all young kids don't know. Who? Jada Kiss. Yeah, he 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 came up some, with something with Fabulous. Um, Friday the Thirteenth. Listen, 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 listen. Like Jada Kiss, man, that was my all time, like one of my all time favorite Styles P. Deluxe. Them, I, I really not, I ain't really like Loose. I think he ain't Loose. I used to like Style P. I like Jada Kiss. I like Jada Kiss the best, right? Jada Kiss one of them cats that a lot of people done slept on for lyrical content, man. Yeah. You know, we talking about back in the like nineties, you know what I mean? Yeah. Two thousand. Um Yeah, man. You know Styles P got a podcast that um Without a doubt. Rapid, uh, talking about movies and stuff. Yeah, what I oh he do. Yeah, Styles P, you know, they opened up a juice bar. They had opened up a juice bar in like Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, um, he's just a regular dude, man. He seemed like he was solid. Like, and then I seen when he's like his stepdaughter killed herself. Which one I seen the pocket. Which one is Styles P though? Is he muscular or he the uh, Jada Jada? Who the muscular one in the group? Styles do a lot of work in that. I guess Styles, he the vegan guy. Styles okay. bald head, both of them bald head, but Styles okay. like both of them like He dark skinned and muscular. 
This dude, I'm talking. Jada, I, ain't, I don't recall. I know Jada, Jada kiss. Yeah, I, but I so you got Luch. Luch is the taller one. He, it got to be Luch who I'm. Who he I'm taller talking. one. Styles is the one that was on the Breakfast Club. His his daughter had killed herself. She was gay. She was dealing with homosexuality. Okay. So, I picking. Listen, I have my go. You know, I have my go to artist. So this is what you got to really this because this is all subjective. Yeah. My go to artist. Hand down, my go-to two artists. Uh-huh. I hate to get, just just keep. I go to Tilt. That's my go-to artist, right? Yeah. That's my go-to artist. Like yeah. I can go through his category and pick. I can go through his catalog. I, I can go back to Urgent Le- Urban Legend. I can go back to trap music. I can go back to. I love Ti versus Tip. Yeah. A lot of people don't. I like that album. I like that, man. Come in that raw. Mm, ain't raw. Ain't all that. I like you the know, big thing popping. Big thing, man. That, thing that, that, that's a hard song. I'm going to tell you one of the hardest songs on there. That, that last song, My Type. That's one of the hardest songs, man, that, that I heard, man. One of the hardest songs. So that's my go-to guy. I think T.I. in my top five. Like he, oh, I used to watch him BT Awards. And yeah. I used to listen to T.I. a lot. Like, that's I, my go-to guy. Yeah, T.I. I mean, that's my, at the end of the day, I like Gucci man too. Yeah, I ain't never got on Gucci. I think he influential. Yeah, I ain't never got on Gucci. I ain't never got on Gucci man. And I'm from Atlanta. He East Atlanta. He went to Mac now. I went up there to Mac now. Um, I ain't never really been a Gucci fan. Yeah, I ain't never been a Gucci fan. What, what made what, like just his? I just ain't or? never been a Gucci fan. I came up in a different time frame. Gucci music just wouldn't survive in that time frame. Yeah. Not to say he not good, but I think he made music for a younger crowd. Yeah. Um, when you lay them down line by line, lyric by lyric, man, I just if I'm gonna ride the highway, right? If I'm about to hit the highway, yeah. am I gonna throw some Gucci on? I'm gonna throw some Ti. I'm throwing Ti on, you know. But that's just me, you know. That that's just that's my thing, yeah. you know. Um, but I, yeah, hip hop done came a long way. See, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Me, my my rappers of like on, on my list is Tip, Wayne, Young Thug, Gucci, and so Chief Keith. Like those are like my top five, like of. Influence, Every, in, influence, so and, Chief Keith, in my era, in my era, Young Thug, yeah, I understand era. Tilt, I understand Wayne. Who you said Tilt, oh, Wayne, Gucci Man, Young Thug, Gucci man, and who? So, uh, Chief Keith. So, so, okay, so Tilt, Lil Wayne, yeah, Gucci Man, Gucci Man, Chief Keith, and Young Thug, yeah, Young Thug just a, a duplicate of Lil Wayne, yeah. But he's so influential, like he, he, he just he a goat. I he think just he like Lil Wayne, like come on. I nah. think he a goat. I think he, I'm just saying, like for but he a copy of Lil Wayne. Baby literally made Young Thug into Lil Wayne to try to. Did he bring out an album, The Carter Six or the something? Barter. The Barter, blood in the Barter Six, yeah, the Barter Five, yeah. This this in Lil Wayne. I get it. So that just lets you know. I don't know about influential man. I think I he's like a. I think he a carbon copy of Lil Wayne. I, I guarantee you. Ask people in my age group. Young Thug is a goat. Young Thug is one of the greatest. Like Young Thug a goat. Cause we don't. We don't. But he a copy of Lil Wayne though. I don't. I don't personally feel that way. I don't feel like he a copy of Lil Wayne. I think he's his own person. Man, 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 man. That's that Lil Wayne stuff. When Lil Wayne, if you go back and listen to Lil Wayne, like stuff when he was. That little, uh, no, no hate on Young Thug. Because yep. Young Thug do sound good, but 
Um, I don't know about influential. I think Lil Wayne. I think he's a he's he's a he's he's a carbon copy of Lil Wayne. Uh, yeah, I think Wayne Wayne the goat, Tip a goat, Gucci a goat. Those are the. I'm people. talking about. We talking about goats now. You saying greatest of all time? Yeah. That's a big perspective to yeah. throw on somebody like Chief Key. How many of them Chief Key got? Uh, not that many. He got he got a lot of mixtapes in. But greatest of all time, and that's a big. Crown to crown somebody who ain't even got five records, yeah, five albums. He just did it so young, like I respect. He it. was like when he first came out, he was sixteen. I respect that. All these like he, it was mainly mixtapes and stuff. And and the way I categorize like goats for my era is mm-hmm. being like the first of your kind. Mm. So I feel like original, but yeah. you cannot give your thought that. Come on, man, you going so if that's your if that's your Category. He, How you gonna give your thought here, Lil Wayne copy? That's Lil Wayne. Just like you said, you said you said Lil Wayne like that song said, if it wasn't for Wayne, it wouldn't be. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Yeah, definitely. You I put tat on my face. Yeah. Hey. I said Suwu. Yeah. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne started all that old blood stuff, all that blood talk. I, I'm trying to say, okay, so the bloods were Dipset, uh-huh. Jewels, Jim Jones. The game was a blood. The game, yeah. Lil Wayne and Baby were bloods. Yeah. But that whole popularity of that whole game culture. Yeah. I I, I don't think, like, um, I think Tip was influenced by Tupac. I can see that. I feel like Tip is Tupac. I don't want to say carbon copy, but Tip said he was Tupac. Flow like Tupac. Southern Tupac. Yeah. But... I, I can I can see that because he, he you know come from um, he stayed in a lot of controversy he stayed in a lot of n- n- he always had like a, he was intelligent but it was like yeah, gangster like right so but he was smart he was smart he was smart I think Tupac was smart too I think Tupac was smart he just got into some stuff over his head yeah he just I think I think he he, he was smart but I think what happens is and this is this is my opinion yeah your intelligence is not just what you say yeah it's what you do yeah. How you live? Cause you know they tried to kill Tip too, and they killed his partner. Yeah, you know he, he had guns on him. Yeah, oh yeah, but I mean that. But uh, Tupac got killed. He got killed because he got his stomping some gang member out in the um in Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. you know, on some what? You know what I mean? Like on some why are we doing this? Like at some point you got to transfer from being that the Mike Tyson fight yeah. about to go kick it with Mike Tyson. Yeah, at some point you got to transfer. You know so. But Till was blessed, man. That's what I'm saying. He could have been killed. He was blessed. Yeah, without a doubt. But and he was blessed. Like yeah, he so was blessed. I, I just what I and, and the reason I and business wise, Tip get a, a round of applause because yeah. I don't know where Tupac business stood. Uh, Tupac was 20, uh, 20 something. So yeah, T.I. didn't start getting into the business world until he got older and more mature. But I mean, as far as your music, owning your music. Um, being Grand Hustle, but you can't discredit Tupac because Tupac tipped them had a lot of the like it's like the civil rights activists, exactly. you know what I'm saying? So they had the people that go before them. They had the sacrificial lamb, right? They help them, but you had a death row, you had a bad boy, yeah. you know what I mean? This was the first of this type of era of like you had a rap a lot. Rap a lot had been around. Jay Prince them. Yeah. Um, you you had these black labels, man. That Tupac could have just, you know, but he got tricked because he was on locked up and Shook came and got him. Yeah. And he got out of jail. So I agree with Tilt. 
I said, and the reason I brought up Tupac and Ti is that you say you can't be a goat if you. No, I didn't. Not just that. Not just that. I don't think he. At least if man. the person dead, you know. <laughs> What? <laughs> like you, what? like this is a person I, dead. Like you got two of the same cats on the list, man. They ain't the same. They really not. They may. They don't sound the same to me. Young thought well dresses and all that. Like they, they ain't. And the he same. get gold. He's and he in gold. a dress. You know why people wear skinny jeans? Yes, him. Because of him. You know why? Honestly, he single handedly the reason people put on skinny jeans and probably dresses too. Yeah, dresses too. But he get and, gold. I'm telling you, like Lowane, I mean, and he influenced like a lot of people. Like if you listen to some of these artists, Travis Scott, Gunna, um, even Lil Baby, like all the hottest artists right, right now in hip hop, they try to be like Young Thug. Everybody say Young Thug the GOAT. Like Young Thug is legendary. I put T.I. Gucci and um Lowane up there. That's scary though. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, you have a hard time because you you ain't really own it. Like you yeah. stunt, like they ain't they can't be I don't know, but I think. But that's is. scary to me that, that a young thug could be like legendary. Legendary to me, um, a young thug is is influential. Like, like back in my time, young thug wouldn't get no play. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about none. Like straight up, like like a dude, a dude that willfully put on a dress. Yeah. Like. This this is a different time frame, so I can respect it. I can respect. It. I I do think Ti get it. I, he get a round of applause for his business. Lil Wayne, um, he's influential, but his business portion, yeah, he, yeah. the business portion of it, he's slacking business. Um, because um, because you know he had a forewarning because you know Juvenile left, BG left, BG left, Juvenile left, Turk got locked up. So Lil Wayne had forewarning, so it ain't no excuse for that. You know what I mean? He just was on some overloyal stuff like 50 say. He was just being too loyal. Um when you talk about business aspect, you got to the guys, the proof in the pudding. You know what I mean? You got your boy 50, he in the proof in the pudding. Um um you see a lot of these guys, man, who are doing good business like Rick Ross, he doing good business, open up the wing spots and joint. Um took rap and made it into something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um um TI doing that. Um Hove, everybody know Hove, man. Hove, I I think Hove should not even be included on the list. I think it should just be what it is. Like Hove just done reached that point where it's just a fixture. Yeah, the peak. It's just a fixture. Like, yeah. don't even include him in it because it's already understood. He said, he it's like Puffy. Time. Like, Puffy, it's just a fixture, man. Don't he is like the perfect rapper if you want to put everything in it. He the goat thrill. Yeah. Like, this man literally he's had lyrics. He had, he got business. He yeah. married Beyonce. Yeah. This nigga married Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, married Beyonce, man. Like, yeah. think about this, man. This man. Yeah. <laughs> this man got kids by Beyonce. Like, he get goat. This is the goal. Like, already been so it, 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 and my list is of my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like, that. Because I, I, I can agree. Jay Z is the goat. Like point blank period. He yeah. he is the fixture. He the Empire State exactly. Builder. Is sit there. Everybody else. I don't even know if people ever will ever catch up to him. I don't know if we'll ever see him a, a, another type like that again. Somebody who took rap. Because I remember back when. Let me tell you something. Down south. Um, Hove, I was in Tennessee, Chattanooga, yeah. Chattanooga, Tennessee, riding around in a old LTD with two two twelves in the trunk, yeah. And I got that. It's a hard night life for us. 
It's a hard not life for us. And I just put it on repeat. I didn't want to hear nothing else on the album. I'm the country boy. Stay discreet as we can from standing on the... And he, when I seen the video, yeah. his swag, how cool he was. He From standing on the corner popping. From driving some of the hottest cars New York has ever seen. From dropping some of the hottest verses. I said, man, dude, cool. And then they went from that to... um um. Um, doing you know his the big platinum chains in the car, so you know just watch. I like, I like the four 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 album. Oh, the four 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 album, dope. I that's like honestly, it's crazy to say, but it's that's dope. Four 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 album is the only Jay Z I really know. Like uh, besides like from the game and stuff. Like nah, nah you gotta go back. The black album was a good album. Everybody yeah. got reasonable doubt, and I can respect. I like that song. Um, I grew up a long way. I'm from Marcy. So yeah, yeah. A lot of people go back to the reasonable doubt, and that, they're respectable. You know, a lot of people. Old hip head, hip hop heads, they like the Reasonable Doubt album. Um, it's cool. Hip hop stories. It's 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 cool. Like it's a good album. But if I had to pick one that I'm gonna put in my car and just ride to, I'm gonna ride to the Black album. I like the Black album, man. The Black album got more hits on it than anything. Yeah. And then it ends with with my first and my last and my last and my first and my first hit. That's my man. I mean, one time I just might have listened to that song probably about like I don't know how many times. I mean, just. You know, just hard song. So that's what I do. when I when I like a song, I just keep forever. It it's keep done. Like and then you know, it's over. Like I done killed it. Like straight up, I done no, literally not, killed it. I did. You don't want to hit no more after that. Yeah, it's like ah, oh, yeah, I'm good on that. But I still ease it in. You know, um, it's it's situational though. Yeah. Where I'm at. Yeah. It's where I'm at. Um, and where I'm at in life too. Cause yeah. T I said something the other day. He too said something on the Brother Club about. Where you at in life based on what you listening to, it's, it's significance and it's relevance to your current situation is what's going to make it a good song to you or not, right? Exactly. So that's when we were riding listening to um, what you what we were listening to. And I was like, I don't get that. Um, freestyle by Lil Baby. Lil Baby. And you were like, this is the best song I like. But I can say being the big age difference, exactly. his lyrical content will not reach me because I done been through... So much and experience. So when I'm listening to him, he talking about stuff that I'm like, miss, you know. But I can respect that. Like somebody who listening to that, and if that's you, yeah. When that's you, when you was 23, you yeah, yeah. And I doubt 23. I you know I was an old 23. Um, yeah, you did. I was, I was, I was when I was 23. You know, we we can't. You know, they came out back in my time. The the look. You know, we had um, Master P. Yeah. We had Master P. Master P came out with the No Limit whole movement. Um, there's just some crunk music. And he had some good stuff. Um, I remember when you were about to be born, I was coming to um, your mom was at the hospital and I'm about to have you. And I'm Ryan listening to um coming to come down there. It was a song by Silk the Shocker. Um, um, it says my weed habit is so close to snorting powder. Got a fruit righteous. What's that song? About a dollar. They don't holler unless they moving. No, I don't want to be here if I don't got a. So that was Silk. But that was it. one song on that whole album. He was a garbage rapper. But um, Fiend, Fiend was hard. So we went from, we went from NWA back in the 80s. LL Cool J, Run DMC, Kwame, Big Daddy Kane, um, went to that was childhood rap for you. Slick, Slick Rick, um, it was childhood rap, but it was good rap. Um, that was back before we used to hang out at the record stores. It was a place in Atlanta called Turtles. 
And um, they gave you these cards every time you bought a record. And then you put these stickers mm-hmm. on the card. And when you fill up the card, you get a free record. Yeah. So I used to hang out in front of the record store. My mom, I just sneak off and I go up to the record store and used to get the people stickers. Hey man, let me get one of them stickers, man. Let me throw the throw the stickers on the card and I just keep my card. And yeah. back then they let anybody buy records. Yeah. You weren't it wasn't no age restriction before they put that thing on there, the explicit leverage joint. So you could be, I was literally eight years old up in that mug buying records. I ain't buying, but I was just getting the people stickers. So as they came out, I get the stickers and throwing them when you fill up the card. You just go in there and get the stickers. And um, I got the MC Hammer album like that. No, I got a no, I got the MC Hammer album free. Yeah. That first MC, I got that free. They was doing a promotion. I'm up that mug, but um, I bought the Easy E album like that. I got the Easy E album on my own yeah. with the stickers at Turtles. Yeah. I got the NWA album when it came out on my own at Turtles with the stickers. Yeah. Then they came out with that whole sticker thing, and you got to be 18 to get it. And um, I used to try to get the older people to buy them for me. Like, yeah. I have some money. Yeah. And I'd be like, hey, you're going there, buy They want to buy money. And then you get old, cool. Cat. What you want, man? Hey, give me that easy, easy, easy that joint. So um, It's always interesting to hear, like, people who grew up in that time yeah. and listening. Because easy is, like, like, great, like, mm-hmm. historically, like, great, but... It's interesting to hear. Like I went in there and bought it. I went in there, bought that mug with some 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 stickers from a turtle thing. Streaming and, has been like the era, like for me, like yeah. It ain't no vine going right, to right, right. On your phone, and then you. Go. We had records, so in my time, the forty fives was the single. That's the small one. Yeah. So it may be an A side and a B side, right? Uh-huh. And then you had the big LPs. They the big ones. So you. And then they even had those you flip over too, so it's A side and the B side. Then we went from there to tapes. Went to tapes. And um, tapes was a new thing because you know how to record. You can dub them. So if you got a tape I like, I got a tape. All I need is two tapes, and I can record your tape. Put a little tape over the little hole, yeah. read right hole, put a tape over that, and I can record your tape. That's how we got tapes. Yeah. That's how we got tapes. Nobody bought no tapes. We got tapes because you'll get one and you'll come over my house and I'll record it and we'll flip it over and record it. Yeah. It's kind of like game sharing for me. Yeah. So we did that um, in Atlanta. I'm going to tell you, man, it was, a, it was a group in Atlanta called the J Team. Mm-hmm. Anybody from Atlanta know this? Edward J. Edward J was, I'm telling you. Edward J. Edward J. Who were they? Like- it was a team um, of guys who used to bring out mixtapes. And the mixtapes were like slow jam joints. So they had slow jam joints. So they would have like so whatever the popular slow jam joint. Yeah. And then they'll put some beat to it. So it may just be a song by Whitney Houston or whatever. Yeah. And brought them down. Dum, 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 mix. Uh-huh. Those were the move in Atlanta, man. Yeah. The J, Elwood J was the move in Atlanta, man. We got them J tapes, man. And that was like, it's a new tape came out. They kind of made like mixed it and changed it. Yes, the man. They, they took the slow song. They had the slow jams and they took them and they put beat behind them. Man, we loved that. I'm talking. That yeah. was a big deal. That was a big deal. And then um um then Kilo, Kilo in Atlanta. Like if you ain't from Atlanta, if you from Atlanta and you came up in my time and you talk about Sammy Sam, Kilo, um it was a little group called Damage. They were from over there in East Lake, but they didn't really do it. Kilo. Yeah, who was that? He's a rapper from Born Home, original Bankhead. Yeah, for Tipton Star yelling Bankhead, <laughs> bro from Born Home. But listen, this dude, 
that look, 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 this was 90, man, early. Yeah. Bowing his own is wet on free zone, and that's no lizard. Boy, we're bad. Yeah. Um, um, but in Atlanta, we rode around bumping kilo. Um, it was one year he brought out an album. I think that was 93, 94. He brought out an album. That man, the bass is in my hood. The bass is in my what? Everybody rode around bumping kilo. Him and Sammy Sam had a little beef. Um, um, but that was the move, like in the long straight up, man. The J tapes, yeah, kilo, Raheem, he was cool. He was more. So these were just lo these local, local dudes, cause that what route was. Okay, you gotta remember. See, you grew up in the time frame of the internet. Yeah, we ain't grew up in the internet time. So you did. We got what was available to us. Yeah. So you lie to be at the club and Raheem up there selling tapes out of his trunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you at the club, Kilo at Club Excess, and they got some of his tapes. They selling them mugs at the, at the, at the, that's how you got the music. Yeah. You know, Master P them, a lot of people got introduced to Master P them because Master P them jumped in their car and drove and went to these different cities, and that's how they got the music. It ain't like now with the streaming. You did release something. Now you could throw something out right now, and everybody got it. Yeah. So we got regional stuff based on how, the proximity of the artist. Yeah. So if like Luther Campbell them, uh -huh. um, Two Live Crew, yeah, Two Live Crew was <laughs> they was the first explicit rap. They was the ones that got the music. All you had to go, they they um you had, they put the stickers on the rap. Luther Campbell them, man, they and it, and it's crazy that you like you actually knew these people. Who no, I didn't know them. I was a little boy. Oh, okay. I didn't know them, but they was like local people. They were Luther them, um, Uncle Luke. They call them um. He was from down in Florida, Miami, but his reach reached up here because we was in Atlanta. So they, a lot of people came to Atlanta. Uh, like, then you got people like the Miami boys was in Atlanta, so they brought a lot of that music up here with them. Yeah. But um, yeah, our music it was it was it was the proximity of the artists. Yeah. So now you grow up in a time frame where streaming. Yeah. Streaming. So we ain't grow up like that. You get a tape, <laughs> dude. Like everybody get a copy of that tape. Yeah. I got that tape. Can I dub it? Like straight up. Can I dub it? Let me dub it. You begging dudes to dub they tapes. Yeah. And it's 30 copies of the tape. Cause somebody done dubbed it from yours. And they on and on and on. The yeah. junk is all I need one person to buy. One person got it. And it, it ain't man, I didn't even bought it. He yeah. might have got it on some. It was different times, man. Yeah. And so now to see how easy it is. Well, not easy, because I don't want to discredit what the guy's doing. Yeah. Easier it is yeah. for the artist now. Yeah. Compared to, that's why that's the gripe the guys got. Yeah, I think I I definitely I I, I believe um like when you when you really have to go through those extremes to right. get get to a place you really only only the strong survive. Right. So if you could just be on record yourself making a song right. and then like you can you put it out on the internet and then possibly it could blow up somebody like Lil Pump. I think the quality of the music kind of. Mm -hmm. Goes down. I can't agree with that. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, right? Because it's easy. It's easier. It's so easy. Anybody can. Ain't no gatekeepers. That what Trans Lee saying on that albums. All the gatekeepers have kind of. And I understood what he was saying because it used to be gatekeepers in rap. Uh -huh. It used to be gatekeepers, and the internet has removed gatekeepers in pretty much almost every area of life. Yeah. You know, but see, you know, like in corporate America, they're gatekeepers. You know, you're not. You ain't. You gotta have this certification. You gotta have exactly. this. It's a yeah. gatekeeper. Yeah. Whereas with rap, being that it hasn't been seen as a business by the very people that have take have been taken. See, see the guys like the Leo Corn, all those guys. These guys have. 
use it as a business tool, but the people who, the artists haven't really seen it as the business that it is. So they just doing it. You know, we, I'm just flowing. But people like the, the Jewish executives and stuff like that, they seen it as a business. And they have figured it out. They don't care. They don't care about the, 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 the culture. They don't care about it's being sustained. They don't care about it. They care about making money right now. Off yeah, of it. Yeah. So that's what a lot of the older guys complain about. But you have to be able to, I, you know, and the younger guys don't really understand because they don't understand what these guys who complaining went through. So he's standing here like, bro, I used to travel around in an old Buick Regal. Handing out stuff. Giving away free albums yeah. and free shows yeah. on the back of my car. With my box, boom box bumping yeah. in the hood yeah, and selling weed on the side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. straight up, this is what I did to get in the game. And you, record and you threw phone. something out on your phone and, got the same. and then you say, I'm the greatest alive. You ain't done nothing. <laughs> so that's where that come in. And, um, yeah. I, I think, I think um, um, it's just, it's all about appreciation for the old. Tip said that on Bun B never disrespect the predecessors. Yeah. Um, I think he kind of fell in that in the beginning because he came out saying he was the king of the South. And I don't know if the UGK cats really like that. Eight ball MGG MJG. They got on his album though. Pimp C did a voice on his album. Pimp C was locked up. And, you know, he was saying, I'm the king of the South. Um, but you gotta remember it was a lot of guys before him, like Pimp C them, Bun B. 8-Ball, MJG, Scarface, yeah. Willie D. You got all these guys that's been putting in work, work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And who came out? Meek Mill said something about you didn't see the guys in the South with plane. Whatever he said, something about that. And Luke came out and was like, hold on, bro. I had a private plane back in the 90s, bro. I had a yacht back in the 80s, bro. So it's just when the young guys get to the point where there's no appreciation. For the ones that done paid the way. Yeah. That's all, man. I think, yeah. Lack of appreciation, I think there is some hate in it, too. Cause yeah. It, it's easy. And I think the quality of the music is going down. I think what you can get away with now is you can sound like somebody. Like, yeah, you could not sound. Style. Well, you couldn't sound like them. Yeah. You couldn't. Like, that was, you couldn't bite their lyrics. Biting was a big thing. And you couldn't sound like nobody. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody sounded like somebody, like, bro, like, that was frowned upon. Yeah. Now? The rest of Sean and Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates. Those, those two, like, I honestly like this. And not just that. Um, 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 designer. designer in future. Yeah, they, they, um, um, yeah, man, I'm like. Uh, they, say, they say Rich Homer Corn sound like future, too. I don't believe that, but they say um, he a go too in my eye. He won the he won the best. We gonna move on. <laughs> Come on, man. You give it. You give that a little loosely right now. Go go. You give go. You 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 using that too too loosely. You need to. You when you thirty. When you thirty, come back and let's talk about the goat. Cause I guarantee your goat list gonna be a whole completely different than what you saying goat right now. Yeah. Cause man, Rich Homer Corn. <laughs> Young thug. These dudes are good. Like, but inf but but goat. Uh, influential. I can no, see. goat is like you saying greatest of all. Okay. Uh, let me put it. Let when me they put made it. that mug and emoji, they actually took away the actual significance of it. Okay, these are influential guys. Influential guys. I get it. Definitely. But goat, goat goes down as some dude who like. 
don't know, man. For real, for real. Um, I, you know, hip hop. The thing about hip hop, and this for the the older cats, man. And I got a friend of mine. You know, he hip hop like significant. Like he ain't he ain't gonna listen to none of the new stuff. I am. I'm yeah. gonna listen to the new stuff because I do believe, like Trans Lee, man. Like a lot of, and I'm just talking to my old head guys who in my age group, you 40, 45. Translate a dope artist, man. Like you gotta give him a chance. Um, he got an album just came out called Freedom Summer. Dope album, man. The young man is flowing like straight up, man. Like if you you gotta give him a shot. If you don't want to give him a shot, then you ain't gonna see. But that boy is flowing, man. Straight up. Um, um, you you know a lot of guys like Martin. He came out. He crowned Cole Kendrick. I like Kendrick. I think Kendrick be doing too much though. Yeah. Like, I don't get that whole. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I'm. I wasn't. He dope though. Fan. I guarantee ain't can't nobody handle. I, I don't understand what he be saying. A lot of times, exactly. He be doing too much. I think it's. I think based on what people say, he hard he lyri- dope. lyrically. But I don't understand. Like, he, dope. he got a weird way of like delivering yeah. and stuff. But he I got mean, a couple hearts. No, no, no. He dope. But you you got to look at it from a content of just not. Somebody rhyming. So I think what happened is when you just rhyme, yeah. he actually take time and put lyrics together. So this him on this him on this him this him on on um on um this Mona Lisa. So this week, he stopped. That's the part about Kendrick right there. Like, yeah. So he he a bad man. Like I'm, I'm yeah. a hands down. Yeah. You ought to watch Quincy on Netflix. You want to know who the goat is? Who? What's that? What's Quincy? It's a movie on Netflix about a man named Quincy Jones. Is you really want to know who the goat is? Yeah, I heard of him. I heard it. If you want to know who to go, go watch that. That man did so much stuff. He 80-something years old now, right? Uh-huh. Go watch Quincy. Quincy Jones, he the one started the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He, that was his show. He Go watch Quincy. If you want to you see the go, I, I watched it yesterday. Me and my wife watched it. Yeah. Go watch it. Give it. Sit down and watch it. And look back when that man did what he did and how he did it and all the rappers and the artists and stuff. They pay homage. Man, this man... What was the biggest and amazing part about this man? Mm-hmm. He sitting there said, "Hey, um, they asked him the people they want him to call. Like, how many lives he discovered Oprah Winfrey?" I say Denzel Washington saw so him too. Like, understand? He discovered Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Like he did Michael Jackson Thriller. <laughs> he did really. This the goat. Who was it? Was he a producer? Yeah, he 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 a record he, producer. Record musician. producer producer. Yeah. He arranged music. He um, that's the goat. Forever go. Film producer. Listen, listen, listen. Like, if you want to know musical history, like to the point of that's the goat. Yeah. I couldn't, I could not. They just brought a movie out on Netflix about him. I could not. Like, I'm like, I didn't know he discovered Oprah Winfrey. I I mean Oprah, he got Oprah, he got um Michael Jackson. Yes. He got Denzel Washington. This man ain't no joke. Like, 
He that's single like black history, black entertainment. He up there. No, 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 no. Quincy produced white movies. He did scores for white movies back in the time when black artists weren't even allowed. You gotta sit down and watch it. If you wanna you you true hip hop music fan, yeah, watch that. Like that's one of the greatest men that'll go down in the history right there. Yeah, Quincy Jones ain't no joke, man. I sit down and watch that, man. I could not believe, could not believe. If you ever want to see a life fully lived, you'll never see a life more lived than that man right there. Yeah. Like ever. I could not believe the stuff this man have done. And it all started from playing a trumpet. Yeah. He wrote music for he with Ray Charles. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I ain't saying he didn't um like do anything for the white like white movies and stuff. But I'm just saying the black entertainers that has come from his umbrella yeah. is like amazing. He, he he's so astronomical. I'm looking at all these accents. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. he's so astronomical that that dude is so great that he, he bypasses race, creed, color, money, money. When he put together a list, right. Check this out. You when you go watch it, you gonna trip out. Yeah. When he trying to do an event, his people standing there and they doing a list for him. He say, um, they say, so Quincy, who you want us to call? Okay, um, call Barack. Call call Barack. No, he said call the first lady. Call Oprah. Call Colin Powell. Get Jay Z. Um, call. I mean, get Will. And they come. When he called, they come. Colin Powell, they were trying to reach Colin. But you know who Colin Powell is? Colin Powell used to be like, he was a big time politician, general. He's a big guy, heavy guy, heavyweight guy. They were trying to reach Colin Powell. They couldn't reach Colin Powell to get him to come to the Black African American Museum. They just opened up in um, DC. Yeah. Quincy Jones produced that whole thing, right? Put it, brought it up. He said, Give me the phone, I'll get him. Called him. Hey, Colin, this Quincy, how you doing, baby? Okay, good. Yeah, I'll see you there. Like this man ain't no joke. Colin Powell. Yeah, they Colin Powell. Um, yeah, like like. Very. Hey, look, based on the quick like. That's that's yeah. the goat. Uh, yeah. That's the goat. Like influential. Like, and he sat down with Kendrick Lamar recently. It started off with Dre doing the podcast. Um, Doctor Dre doing the podcast of him. Yeah. And this man is like. Doctor Dre got a podcast. Yeah. Man, you can go look at him. And the microphones are dope. And I'm like, God, like, where you get them from? Like, <laughs> on Dr. Dre um, Dr. podcast. Dre. He got a podcast. But, um, yeah, man. But anyway, um, man, we don't went over, but it's fine. Okay. I, I'm good, man. I enjoyed the conversation, man, seeing him talking, man. The, um, I think one of the segments we should do is Netflix. What's good? What's good from Netflix? What's good? Let's do that. What's good? For me, hands down, right now, what's good? Um, I'm going to give you my what's good and album too. Music and... And, and I give mine. From Netflix. Netflix, um, what's good that I like? I like the Ozarks. Crazy about the Ozark. Ozark is, hands down, one of my favorite shows um, on Netflix right now. Um, but I've watched it all... Um, I've, I've just started this fishing show. <laughs> I just started this fishing show called, um, I forget the name of it. Um, but I just started that. Um, Netflix, Ozark. It was amazing me that Netflix got Black Panther. That just show you the level. Exactly. That, I, I watched it last night. So I like, I like the Ozarks. 
I watched Dexter. Um, I like Dexter. Um, Stranger Things, waiting on a new series season to come out. Once it come out, I'm definitely on Stranger Things. Um, you didn't like Thirteen Reasons Why? I did not like Thirteen Reasons Why, man. Like I, I maybe I didn't give it enough time. That was a good show to me. Yeah, keep I, it I, I thought it went um good, but I yeah, keep it. it. Keep saying it, but I, <laughs> I man, I, I Thirteen Reasons Why. Um, let me see. You try Breaking Bad. You, yeah, it's too, uh, I feel you like don't like Breaking Bad? I'm, I, I didn't give it a chance because I'm too far behind. Oh my. It's over. I, how, how many seasons? It's done. It's like five or six seasons. That's what I'm saying. I, I may watch it, but I ain't really. Breaking care. Bad is dope, man. Breaking Bad is dope. You know about Narcos. Yeah. Um, I, I watched like the first season of that and then it started kind of getting. What, Narco? Yeah, I went. And Luke Cage, too. I watched the first season of uh, Luke Cage. Cage Luke Cage. Luke Cage straight. I haven't finished the new one out. I ain't going to lie. Um, It's kind of like. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of miss me on a Luke Cage. Um, yeah, I'm on that. I'm on, I'm on. So what you, so you watching? You would recommend to the audience what? What? Ozarks. If you ain't watched the Ozark, but it depends. Like I like the Ozarks. You gotta go back and watch season one and season two. Hours about a guy who get caught up in the money laundering in front of cartel, wife cheating on him. Big story. Serious. I like the Ozarks. Um, I like Dexter. Dexter's about a serial killer. But Dexter is a everyday go to work guy, serial killer. Like it's a good show. Like straight, <laughs> I gotta watch that. but he only kill bad people. Yeah, he don't kill people so that he a good guy. Well, he ain't a good guy. He a killer. That's what you gotta always keep in perspective. That he kill other serial killers. That's who he kill. I mean, he knocking knocking people off. Yeah, he kill other serial killers. That's what he do. He go hunt down other serial killers. But That's his a good guy in my he eyes. he's a forensic scientist for the police department, right? So he worked for the police department and he finds inside information and he finds serial killers before everybody else, and then he go kill them. And chop them up, get rid of their bodies before people even realize they were serial killers. Yeah. So, Dexter, what about you? What you recommend? Um, shoot. I like Stranger Things. My top three Stranger, I like Stranger things. things. I like um 13 Reasons Why. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff I just be watching, like, I like Shrek. I just be watching. Yeah, just uh, random. Yeah, just. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm they got Scarface on Netflix now. Oh, Black Panther, definitely. I'm happy Black Panther on there. They got uh, Paid in Full on Netflix. Wow. Yeah, I watched that before. I like Paid in Full. And um, I was about to watch this show called To All the Boys I've Loved Before. It's got about this girl. She uh, uh-huh. had this little secret. Um, she was writing stuff down, like yeah. all, all her crushes, five crushes, and then it got out to everybody. And then she got super embarrassed. So she, it was just something I was previewing. You like um, fighting movies? Not really. Okay, because this, this IP man, Ilk man, I don't know how to pronounce it. He, that's a good fighting movie right there. Um. Yeah, Stranger Things, they coming out with something new, so that's what I'm being tuned for. That's pretty much when it's coming out. Like next year. Okay. You do um I'ma tell you what video game. I'm thinking about getting um Red Redemption. Oh yeah. I'm getting that too. You getting that? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about getting Red Redemption. I wonder if they're gonna have friends. that. because hey, it's it's an open map. So it's basically like Grand Theft Auto, but like Cowboy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same way. I wonder if it's gonna it ain't gonna be cross platform. It can't be too much. You don't think so? Online. You uh, Fortnite did it. Um, we'll see. But I mean, um, a lot of people gonna be on it though. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. I ain't played my. I literally I ain't cut my Xbox on probably this year. <laughs> <laughs> literally, man. I I gotta cut it on. Let it do some updates, man. Um, if they do cross platform for Red Dead Redemption, man, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, yeah. I I looked at it. Um, um album wise, I'm on the Dime Trap. I like Lil Wayne. I like um Luke Brazzi. Um, drip harder. Um. Drip a disappointing. Mm. I like Lil Baby and Gunner, but uh, they had a they, they could have went a little bit harder. Uh, my favorite songs from there is "I Am Underdog." 
I like um Don't tell me that one with Drake on it. Drip too hard, never recover. That like, was it. No, that's another one. I am is different from um never recover with the one with Drake. A lot of people don't like that. I I'm a fan. I'm no a fan. Drake flow. But them boys, man. <laughs> Some people say Drake messed it up. Man, like if you it's just how they flow, man. Like ain't no it's like is it but I don't like um twenty one savage. You're not a fan of Tono. No, man. Because he just like how he flow. Like he ain't really just flowing. Like he just in there taking a break. Just, 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 just. You want enthusiasm. Tip the enth- most enthousi- enthusiastic lyric. Uh, I can feel it. He be gone. So, I, I mean, so you coming to me, right? I'm feeding off your energy. Yeah. So I'm using this to, you know, because we used to use music as a tool. So when you want to get with a girl, you get some music, you know what I mean? Bruh, sing her clothes off for you, you know? You get in the car, go ahead, boom, put on bruh. He get to singing. You got some junk. You just rhyme cool. Let him do all the talking. Yeah. You ain't ready to go do something crazy. You throw on your hard album and you, you mean, give me that mask, bro. You get ready to fight. Ballhead dude. What's his name? Who? Um, Rapper? Yeah. DMX? DMX, Oh, yeah. DMX. Y'all catch though. Y'all better not hate on X. Look, X is a goat for real, man. I'm telling you, man. You go back and look at X catalog. Look at the stuff he did. I seen his performance. The whole world was on him. X wasn't no joke, man. I'm telling y'all, man. He just got caught up in them drugs, man. But X, man, when X came out, man, with the Rough Riders, man, that, that whole four-wheeler movement, that Meek Mill, them doing that. Them boys yep. were doing that back then. Ben did that. Yeah, them Philly. Them, that's a Philly thing. Yep. So all them DMX ca- from Philly? Yeah. No, he, I think he's from New York, but he was with that whole little Philly movement down in um, um, Philly. Philly. But he, he ain't, I don't think he's from Philly. I may have that wrong, but I know he, I think he's from New York. Oh, wow. But, you know, the Rough Riders, that whole movement was a Philly-type movement because you had the locks and all them, but I think they from New York too, but it was like a Philly groove. But, um... Yeah, man, they riding them, they riding them four wheelers and them dirt bike. That was back in the day, like for real. Yeah. And that I got popular with the whole, uh, but it ain't. It's always been around. Yeah, you know, it ain't never really happened. So DMX was the man. We used to use music as a tool. Yeah, you know, you get with your girl, you throw your night little quiet music going on. Me, bro, get the singing, man. Shoot, she she ready. You know, you get to just all you got to do is just shut up and let him do the talking. Let him do the work. Yeah, man. you sit here just then. Don't say nothing. Don't open your mouth. You gonna mess it up. Now the singles are. We about to go. The genres and the crossing and the blurring of lines is one that just kills me because there's no R and B anymore. Yeah. Because all the rappers sing. Rappers are more versatile now. Well, I think rappers been versatile, but they had to rap. Tim can't sing. He ain't trying to sing. Jay Z can't sing. He ain't trying to sing. But what I'm saying is, you got a lot of rappers that back in the day you don't know if they could sing or not because that just wasn't the thing. You know, you got a lot of artists that probably could sing because when you say artist, you're talking about an artist. You ain't just talking exactly. about a rapper. A rapper is somebody who just can rap. But you got a lot of artists that probably could. But in our era... I think in my era, it's more artists. Like make but, good well, it's, it's acceptable. See, singing on raps wasn't nothing that we wanted to hear. So <laughs> your favorite artist could sing yeah. wasn't nothing we were going to ever find out. Yeah. If we found a clip of him singing in the choir, he was cut off. Like, man, you see that clip of bro? He bro done. Tripping. Yeah, bro, tripping, man. We done with him. <laughs> you know, it was very like, you were going to flow. Yeah, just straight rapping. You were going to flow. Like, you were going to flow. And then the hooks. I remember when the hooks came big. Because back in the day, it was, hooks wasn't as big. Yeah. And then the hooks became a big thing. Yeah. And then now you got you got some rappers that, because Nate Dogg, right? Nate Dogg was a hook guy. Yeah. Nate Dogg was one of the... Like, a lot of people don't give Nate his whole props. 
Nate started this whole little all this singing, snooping with that G phone. You seen that G phone um thing? Uh -oh. you, sh you should go look at that. It's on YouTube. YouTube um Snooping brought a G Funk um documentary out. Uh -huh. It's about Nate Dog, Warren G, Snoop Dogg, 213. Uh -huh. That's a good historical context of hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's the thing, like you can't really tell who the R and B artists on anymore um compared to um the It's all in one. Yeah, so I, I don't really know, man. So it's all in one. Yeah, you can't really tell, man. It's like you got you got a rapper. He he he. So the whole R and B genre is dead. It's dead. There's no R and B. You know what I mean? It's dead. So I don't know, man. But anyway, we are gonna roll, man. I appreciate you guys for watching. <laughs> episode three. Episode 